Hey everyone, it's the Gilmore Geeks here talking about Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, before you take a listen to this, a great companion piece uh, by Emily Zielinski is up on the Geekiverse. It's her review in full, uh, so take a look at that. She's got all of her thoughts there, but uh, stay tuned. We're going to be going through this bit by bit. We're really going to uh, take it apart. Hey everyone, it's Jamie from the Geekiverse, here with Lauren, aka Little Miss Funeral. Hello. <laughs> Jeff Beta. What's going on? And Haley, who does not have a geeky nickname. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's okay, I don't either. Anyway, we're going to talk about the Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life, and uh, definitely going to be a lot of spoilers, so if you don't want to hear them, turn it off now. This is your warning. If you have not watched the episodes, turn off this podcast <laughs> watch the episodes and then come back to the podcast exactly. yeah yeah so first impressions everybody what do you think did you like it i loved it just because i love gilmore girls so i will look past all of the not good parts to just be like thank you jesus for bringing gilmore girls <laughs> back i think uh i think kirk's pig really took it away from me <laughs> i forgot uh, about that that was Kirk in general is just a great character, um, but we, and I'm sure Halo will go to this, we just spent a whole like day watching it with her family, and it was just a great time. You know, we got our uncles laughing. It's not just for girls. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I, it was nice seeing the familiar faces and the fast pace. I thought it was really great. I agree, actually. Um, I missed it a little bit, and... Like special memories, watching it with my mom all the time. So it was cool to have a reunion and all the characters being the same actors and everything. Yeah, I thought that was the best part was that like every single character literally came back. Even to the mechanic. What was the mechanic's name? Gypsy. Gypsy. Yeah. So like even Gypsy was the same character who also <laughs> made a special appearance as a new character. One of my fa- favorite characters, Bertha. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Love that. Her. I actually knew that one. That one I recognized. Easter egg. No, yeah, that's that was a good one. Spoiler! <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, so yeah, Lorelai and Rory, they don't seem like they've changed a whole lot. Thank God. Like, because they can't change, because the whole purpose of this show is Lorelai and Rory, and if they were any different from who they were, what, 10 years ago? I think that that would be, like, a little upsetting. Yeah, their relationship seemed pretty close to how it used to be. They even had a little fight during it, like they used to. <laughs> It still feel like the same mom and mom and daughter dynamic, I would say. And and just to, real quick on this, I think they as much as this, the episodes were long, I think the format they put it in Netflix and uh, the, the hour and a half, I think each one was, uh, it really it really made for good quality like television. I really enjoyed the way they managed to fill it out and make it. It wasn't Haley. It wasn't it special that they like they couldn't make it an actual movie? Yes, they said that because someone who was an original producer, they didn't have him along with this, and if they called it a TV series, then he, they would have to pay him money. So that's why they had many movies of an hour and a half. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so talking about the other characters, we see a lot of return characters like Luke and Emily. Uh, who were your favorites? Kirk. Well, he took mine. So... <laughs> Uh, it's not Kirk, fair. Kirk, Kirk is, is great. You know who was my favorite? I've not spoken up about. I love Luke. 
I, think I want to be Luke. I think every guy wants to be Luke. Just like, I can fix whatever you need. I'll be right there. And then, like, I think one of my favorite moments, again, spoiler cast, so we're going to go on to everything, is at the very end when, when Lorelai comes back from Wild in the last episode, he's like, I'm not going to let you leave. Not this time. I'm doing this. He's I'm just so putting loyal. my foot on the ground. Just like, let's, I'm, I'm saying no. I think my favorite thing about Luke is that he's just like that honest, loyal guy that every single girl kind of dreams about like ending up with like he's not your prince charming but he's a real guy like he's real you know and he feeds their coffee addiction (laughs) yes i I think oh sorry go ahead my favorite was emily i think she had the best progression of all the gilmore girls she had from dealing with richard's death to finding herself i think that they her storyline was probably my favorite in all four i agree she kind of came into her own Mm -hmm. like where before she was always richard's wife exactly plus i'll say this uh best dressed Yes. Of all of them. Absolutely. <laughs> As always. Is, absolutely. And the way she told off that one girl when they're having the Daughters of the Revolution yes. oh my little God. panel session, that was hilarious. They finally can curse because it's on Netflix. Oh, it was so worth it, too. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Regular Sam Sarvis, if you will. Seriously. Artist formerly known as. <laughs> Sam always breaks the cursing barrier. <laughs> all right, anyway, what would you guys think of uh, Michelle? Oh my gosh, I love Michelle. I think that Michelle, he's another one of like my favorite characters just because he's so sassy. He never like, and stops complaining about his job. No. But, and he always treats like the customers or whatever you'd call them at the end just like not too great. But for anybody he's who's had fired. any job in customer service, like aren't we all Michelle? Oh, yeah. Like seriously, like <laughs> Michelle just, he just honest to goodness like says what we are all thinking you know like I mean I've worked in customer service for I think my like entire working life and everything that he says I'm like I wish that I could have said that you know but like you you don't you just hold it back I think another another favorite Michelle moment uh is uh when Snooki Snooki comes Snooki when Snooki comes in (laughs) I think I had a fever dream where Snooki came into the Gilmore Girls Snooki was there Anyway, Suki comes in and brings him the granola. Mm-hmm. That was, I think, another best bit. <laughs> he starts telling her off. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> I think he had a lot more plot points in this than he did in the regular series because they couldn't have Suki in a lot of the episodes. Mm-hmm. And they, they really developed his character quite a bit, yes. right? Because right at the front, they said he had a husband. That mm-hmm. was pretty interesting. Which was never something that was established in the original I feel series. like it was kind of taboo back when Gil- Gilmore Girls was on, but now it's clearly not anymore. Yeah, so. yeah like I feel like that's something where we all kind of knew mm-hmm. that he was gay, but like they just never addressed it. Um, I also love how he's talking about like his kids. husband wanting to have kids and like I just really hope that if they continue with the story that they give Michelle a kid yes. because I would love to see that interaction especially because we've seen him with Suki's kid and he rolled him up under the bed in like the original series <laughs> that would be great to see him with children oh he tried to interact with children a lot and he came off really creepy but I bet if he had his own kid he wouldn't be too creepy I just love how he gives him the lollipops like <laughs> what does he even say you know he's just like oh and who's this little guest take a lot and then, like, they leave, and he's, like, the ass that he is again. It's, like, I love it. Oh, gosh. All right, so we also see returning characters such as April, Luke's daughter. Hipster! I think they, they kind of didn't follow her the way her character trajectory was going. I feel like, I don't know if the Amy Sherman Palladino didn't like what they did with her in season seven because it was different writers, but I feel like this wasn't where she was heading to end up, but 
I did not like that either. Yeah. It was, no. it was a little like weird and it didn't really seem like Luke had much of a play in her life when we left her off in season seven they were pretty close well she's in college now too That's which true. can kind of make up for that like little um it, it doesn't seem like he's very involved in her life because at this point she's much older than where we left her off That's she's true. kind of her own person not the little girl that we were introduced to when we were introduced to she her she seemed more like bookish before and now she's kind of like well i can do whatever i want i'm 22 so mm-hmm. i think they they built her up, right, because she's going to be this big intellect, and then you find out she knows nothing about the world. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm going to go advocate for pot. And then just like, you find out it's like this whole taboo thing. All of us just like, I smoked once, and I didn't like it. You're just like, you know. <laughs> and she has like a little bit of a panic attack with Rory, mm-hmm. and then she's just not in the series anymore. Right. She panic attacked right out of the series. <laughs> she was, That's it. She may show up in a sequel. We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> Okay, so I also have on my list uh, Lane. What do you guys think about Lane and how she grew up and married life and everything? I don't think they gave her enough of a storyline. Mm-hmm. We didn't see her nearly as much as we should have. Um, but I think I think they made her seem like she was happy, but we have no idea what she's doing as a job. We just know that she still married to Zach and she has her two kids. I don't think that I liked how they first introduced um in, in uh, winter, when Rory first comes home and they're in the supermarket, mm-hmm. like, it kind of seemed to me that there was a disconnect. Like, it's like, well, aren't you guys best friends? Because it almost seemed like in that moment they didn't really, like, keep up with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Lane to me is always, like, the loyal best friend who, like, Rory and Lane, And you then know? she was when she had her back yes. later on, so. Um, but I love that they're still doing, what was it, was a hemp alien? Um, I I love that they are still like doing rehearsals. And, and can we rock. and can we talk about the fact that what was the long hair guy's name? Gail. I, can we talk about oh how Gail looks, looks better than yeah. Zach? It's like Zach. Zach did not age well. Working life is not insane. working for you, but like he is like he's like time has paused and he's just as pretty as he was back incredible. then. That happened for a few of the characters like Taylor. Taylor looks great. I know. Like, he didn't age at all. I thought he was a little bit older to begin with but mm-hmm. like how many years later is this and he looks exactly the yeah, same. I don't great. know what they're drinking but it's like <laughs> mm, need a little bit of that so. Alright so I also have written down uh, Babette and Miss Patty. I thought they, they brought some comic relief here. Miss Patty scared me. Me too. Like right off the bat, she kind of looked like, wait a minute, who's in the doorway? Who? I know. Oh my God, this was Patty. They had to introduce her in her studio with the ballerinas going, you know, behind her dancing and then also say her name for us to know who she was. Right. But I mean, I think she's still Miss Patty. Oh, you yeah. know, she, and, and, and she still played her character to a T. Oh, I agree. So, I feel like she wasn't in it enough. Like they had the town meetings and they had the, in summer, the musical and they didn't really show her very much. They had Babette with the musical, but Miss Patty should have been there yeah. as well, being the dance teacher. Absolutely. And Babette, Babette, Babette. <laughs> I just, she's one of those characters that I love. Because once again, I just think she's such a like sassy, like spitfire, you know, like she always says what she wants. And I just love her voice. Like, does it not sound like yes. she's been smoking for like 27 years? But I love that about her. I just think that she's such a unique character. I feel like we all know a Babette like in our lives, <laughs> right? True. Yes. Like we, we we all do, which I think makes her character very lovable because she's, she's exactly relatable. The same. Yeah, and still with her husband. And yeah, yeah things worry. It's and, great. And she she didn't look like she aged very much either. No, no. she she did very like it just. <clears throat> I think of all the townspeople, Babette was my favorite. I don't know what it was. Just like it's like mom next door. It's it really is. It's like the Emily like 
you know, equivalent basically yeah. for them. And you could really feel that. All right, so we've got another character to talk about. Uh, what do you guys think about Paris and how she grew up in her occupation? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that that wasn't really the path that Paris, they had Paris going on. I feel like they kind of just used her profession as a plot point for the first episode and then just kind of dropped the whole storyline. So I think like she really was meant to be a lawyer or a doctor, but they kind of just had her as the plot point for that story. See, I disagree. This is where Haley and I actually had an argument over dinner and drove here silently. Uh, no. Uh, we, I think that Paris was everything, so she just kind of felt it collapsed into herself, and this is the job she ended up in. Of course, she's the boss, right? Yeah, she's like, I don't know, she seems CEO-esque to me. Exactly. And, and she's rich as well. And of course, she named it like, what is it, like, uh, what is it, like lineage? Or what is like, we're here to build dynasties. Like, right? it was like, What? One of my favorite Paris lines is when she actually goes to Luke's diner with those two girls and she calls them like her breeders, her best breeders. I was like, that is such a Paris And she line, orders right? salads for them, doesn't yes. to eat anything else. I like how Rory is like falling back on that as a profession choice as well. She's like, I guess I could always be a breeder. <laughs> <laughs> so true. No, but I just, the th- thing about Paris is I just love that she is like, as cutthroat as she always has been. Yes. You know, like, her character has not changed. She's just grown up. That's I think true. I agree with you, Haley. Like, I don't know if I saw her doing this, um, but I don't hate that she's doing yes, this. I agree, I agree. I don't hate that she's doing it, but I feel like this wasn't really the way she was going. But I'm, I was upset to see that her and Doyle are not together. Oh, but me too. I think it's so perfect. Yeah. I think if the story continues, it's going to be an on-again, off-again thing between the two. I agree, because I think that Paris is so difficult to get along with that Doyle can only take so much yes. at a time. And I don't <laughs> think that Doyle does not want to be with Paris. I just think that... If anything, I could see her pushing him away for the relationship. Like, I don't need you. I have everything else. And then her being vulnerable again, being like, oh, no, but I really do love you. So I wish we could see, like, more of their relationship and, like, where their life was. I agree. And the karate kick move that she did in the Chilton bathroom was amazing. Was oh per- I'm actually practicing that. Yeah, like, every time I go into the bathroom now, I'm, like, <laughs> kicking the door frame just to be like, I got to be like Paris. Do you be- wear heels, too? Yes. <laughs> also, her with kids, she just seems a little disconnected. Well, that's kids. why they have nannies. <laughs> I love the walk-up. I think that's that is the best bit. That was so great. It's so well done. Like some of the bits can get overdone. That one wasn't. I think it was really funny. I agree. You let her go upstairs? Oh my gosh, I know. Okay. Um I know we already touched on Kirk, but if there's anything else anyone wants to add. Uh Uber. Uber, <laughs> Uber that turned into like them in a cart. Do you remember like that one point? Yeah, They're just gosh. sitting in the back, her and, and uh uh, well, anyway, back the car. And then also we've got uh, him at dinner, which was hilarious. Yes, oh gosh, that was great. Yeah. That was teasing the trailers. But and still then he goes funny. to play the games with the kids. Yes, I think that was the first Emily and Kirk uh, connection we've ever seen, and I, I enjoyed it. Because she even said, "Who is this guy yes. at dinner?" And Lorelai was like, "Oh, if I had the time to tell you." <laughs> you can't describe Kirk at all. I think he was definitely one of the best used town characters that we had. Absolutely, oh, it was also really hilarious when. You could definitely tell that you know, Uber contacted him. And he yeah. was like, the lovely lawyers visited me. Or and what did he call them, handsome or something? For yeah. Yes. And my other favorite thing about Kirk is uh, uh, him. What's, what was his wife's name? Lulu. 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 Him and Lulu were thinking about having a child, so the town gave him the pig. <laughs> That's why he has the pig. They were talking about having a kid, we so the town gave Kirk. him a pig. No way. <laughs> All right, so that about wraps up segment one, uh, and we will be right back. Hey, gamers and game fans of all ages, Beta here. 
Big fan of dubstep? Good, me neither. Let's get this promo over with. Listen to the Geekiverse's newest games podcast, Geeks Got Game, G3. Get it? Of course you do. Now available wherever you can download podcasts. Well, technically only SoundCloud and iTunes. Enjoy responsibly. Welcome back. We are here talking about Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life. In segment one, we discussed characters, but now let's start talking about how it all started. Anybody? Yeah, no. Uh, so this followed, um, obviously it was on Netflix, and uh, it had a four-story, uh, four-episode arc uh, where we got each season, which I thought was an interesting way to break it up. Yeah. Uh, it starts right off in winter, we start off with. Um, so particularly it goes spring, summer, and fall. Which was uh, fitting because it's winter now when yes, it came out. Yes, exactly. I'm sorry. I actually th- I said to Haley out loud the other day when I started snow, I was like, I smell snow. I love winter that. Winter is Lorelai's favorite because she loves the snow, so I think it's fitting that we started in winter. Not even like getting into what actually happens, though. My favorite thing about when it started was just like all of those past voiceovers of like quotes. You, you know, so like before it even starts, it, the screen is like black and, you know, it's like just... All of your past favorite Gilmore Girl quotes that they are just throwing at you. And it's just like, ah! like you're just so excited that, for it and it's building exactly it up. I did. I screamed because I was, I squealed because I was so excited. <laughs> it's interesting though, the quotes that they did pick, it wasn't anything like super particular. Like they focused mostly on like the first season and like, but I thought it was, it was really great. Yeah, no, I, my ears are still ringing from the squealing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a little reminder of everything that happened. Um, I love when Lorelai and Rory first meet up. They they do their whole back and forth thing really, really fast. It's hard to follow, and it's reminiscent. And yeah. then they take a deep breath, and they're like, well, it's been a while. Yeah, and I love that, like, the first shot is just, like, that town square with the gazebo, you know? Like, it really couldn't have started anywhere else. So, like, all those people are just there walking through. All of a sudden, you see Lorelai just sitting there, you know? And we didn't want them to skip the town tour. We wanted to see the town, right? They're like, no, this has to happen. Everyone wants to live in Star Tile. It's a cute little place. You can light it up with a little twinkle light. I told Josiah, I'm like, we're moving to Connecticut. Like, <laughs> Which it's based off of a real town. Washington Depot. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Haley with the facts. But yeah, so like we meet Rory again, right? Who has like three different cell phones because we're trying to figure out what was going on with her. So like the town tour is happening. Lorelai's kind of filling her in that what they want, like sewers now. Like that's like the main thing that they're trying to do. And like you're you're introduced to Rory because like what the hell's been going on with Rory? What's happening with Rory? Yeah, right? She's older now. It, yeah, and like what season seven? Season seven? Then it's like. She leaves, and you know, she doesn't marry Logan because she wants to focus on her career. And she goes on Obama's campaign tour. Yeah, so, like, you know, we're just all being like, well, what has this girl been up to? The girl who had her whole life in front of her. Right, and so from there, uh, I remember correctly, uh, she, and she, I do remember correctly because I'm reading it off the screen right now. <laughs> but uh, from there, uh, so she gets a call. She has to go back to London. She's working on an expanded piece she did for The New Yorker, um, which we learn all about Proud Luke and all about the New Yorker. We can talk about that in a second. <laughs> that was so, so great. That was great. He's, um, like a, he's like her dad, honestly. That was the best. Uh, super proud. <laughs> super proud Luke. Uh, so she has to find her way back to London in a day, and that's a whole, only a day, and they do the whole bit there. Um, and, you know, they get home, and we have the Luke moment. And the, he says one of my favorite lines, oh, I cannot believe the conversations I've had in this kitchen. Uh, <laughs> Put down the mini donuts. I love Paul Inca is still there. Yes, yes. Paul Inca is alive oh, and well. So Same cute. dog. Uh, Speaking of Paul. But, uh, yes. Who the hell's Paul? 
<laughs> yes. So we find out that Rory has a boyfriend, not one of the original boyfriends, like everyone assumed she might end up with someone from the original series, but Paul. And we don't know, like, no one knows who Paul is. Oh my gosh. Or we cares. actually almost <laughs> forgot to bring him up, honestly. Yeah, when we were talking about what we were going to be discussing before we started um, recording, we were like, oh my gosh, Paul. We know, And it was like perfect because that, that's, he's the perfect character. He's the nice guy. He seems like he's a perfect boyfriend. He seems like he'd be a perfect husband. He's you so know. sweet to he's so, he, I mean, he fixes Rory's, or he fixes Lorelai's computer and he brings the, what was it, a wrench? He brings a wrench for Luke. Like he's a thoughtful, awesome guy. But nobody can, like, but he's not memorable. Like he's awesome, but you just, you don't remember him. And, and I think that he was cast perfectly because of that. Yeah, you even forget him when you're watching the series and they bring him up and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. She has a boyfriend. I love when they go to Luke's and, you know, Rory's ordering her dinner and then all of a sudden Paul comes in and Lorelai's like, you forgot to wake Paul? And she's like, I kind of forgot he was there. And then they go to leave because, um, Paul goes to the bathroom, and then all of a sudden you see uh, Rory coming back like, crap, 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 crap. And then she says, I'm like, oh, I got the food. Now it's time to go. Like, she forgets. I I think he's perfect. I agree. He's great. So then uh, what happens next, Beta? (laughs) I have been uh, resigned to uh, making sure we hit all the plot points in each one. Oh, yeah. Uh, So uh, we have the dinner. we um, We have shipping. Well, we have... The girls going back to visit Emily, who, and this is a big meeting because uh, this is the first time we're seeing Emily without Richard. And it's presumed before the series starts that Richard will not be there because the actor um, Edward Herman has passed. So we are presuming that that Richard has passed, and we find out that that is in fact true when we see Emily for the first time in the ginormous portrait of yeah, Richard. Yeah, that's kind of the immediate sight gag I of think- walking into a. More of like a full wall painting portrait of Edward Herman. A mural. I think it was a good way to bring a little bit of humor into it because it was so, so sad that Richard died and he was like a great character. And and you could really feel his presence not there. Yes. You could feel it. But I love the fact that they didn't get a new actor for him because if they would have, I think that everybody would have tore them apart. Like, no way could you have gotten a a new actor. Like, Richard is Richard. Plus, people do pass away, so it added a different element to it. And the whole series, they had him building up that he had health problems. So it did make sense that this is what happened in this new series. So... Um, during this this dinner, is a little gets a little tense, obviously, because they talk about Rory and what's going on, and Kirk is there, which yes. is fun, because he ended up, uh, I think, driving yeah. Rory. Yes, Laura driving Lorelai. Um, but Uber. We, yeah, with Uber. You had to call his mom. That's my favorite part. You had to call his mother. Call my mom and rate me. <laughs> we'll find we'll find him, um, and rate me. Yes, too. That's great. Uh, but uh, we get a flashback actually at this point. Yes. Uh, if you guys remember, they go back to the night of the funeral. And uh, they're kind of around uh, the outside porch, and they wanted, and, and Emily wants to do kind of like remember me, remember remember your best memory of Richard. But first, we see the cameo by from Digger, which was like totally unnecessary, but I kind of enjoyed it. I appreciated that he was there, and even before the fla- did the funeral happen before the flashback, or was it the flashback then the funeral? Because we did see the funeral scene. Which was part of the flashback. Was it part of the flashback? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. It was I, all one, and, pretty and much. As a funeral director, can I just say that I think that they did the actual funeral so well. And I think that the reason why they did the actual funeral so well was because all of the actors loved 
Edward. Like, I, I think that from doing Gilmore Girls for as long as they did, they really were a family. And they really, not only do they, you know, work together, but they loved each other. And I just felt that it was done so well because they really were hurting. It, it wasn't a play. It was the fact that, you know, this guy actually passed away. And I think that that emotion just added that raw, real element to it. And I just thought that, you know, it was, it, it was done really, really well. I know better to interrupt Miss Funeral, which is on a funeral tear, so I took my time and waited for that to end. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I think it's important here to remind people why they went back in time. They actually had a moment before where, I hope that's not the last thing you remember of me, Emily says to Lorelai, and that's what you say at my, my funeral. And so then we get into this, this let's share our, our last thoughts of Richard, and we get this story from Lorelai. Yeah, so we find out that Lorelai and, and Emily are in a big fight, and then we have the flashback to see why they're in the fight. And what did you guys think of that? Oh, I was so mad at Lorelai for not coming up with a real memory of her father. But, I mean, it was very Lorelai-esque that she said all those silly things. But it was so upsetting. Like, you couldn't just come up with one but it's memory. But it's, but it's Lorelai. And exactly. I think that I wouldn't expect anything else from her. Lorelai has always been seen as a disappointment to Emily. She's always been seen as her 16-year-old daughter who ran away from home when she got pregnant, you know? And I feel that if Lorelai would have actually taken a moment to be serious there, like, it just wouldn't have fit her character. I and agree. She did, she did come back and come up with one eventually. So oh, that was so was which was perfect. It was absolutely because it was between Lorelai and Emily when she actually told her the uh, you know a good memory that she had of her father, and I think that that's the way it should have been because it was personal. It wasn't done for show in front of all these people like it was you know then. Absolutely. So I think going in uh, to kind of wrap up winter because there's a lot in that first episode and kind of get everybody back into into Stars Hollow, but it ends up with. Uh, uh, Emily and or Lorelai convincing Emily to go to therapy, to go to therapy which is weird. <laughs> Even stranger, Emily actually tricks Lorelai to go to therapy. Oh, it's so funny her. that she doesn't get that it's a trick. Luke is in the background being like, no, no, no. And Lorelai's like, my mother finally listened to me. Like, it was perfect the way that she tricked her. And then at the end, she's like, crap, my mom convinced me to go to therapy with her. It was so perfect. So, so that wraps up winter. That's how winter ends. Um, good episode. I really liked. I liked it. Was a good start. I liked it. I don't think it was my favorite. It was definitely a good start. What do you think? This was my second favorite. Not my favorite episode, but the perfect way to reintroduce us to the characters again. And it was a nice, like, where are they now kind of thing. We got a little bit of most of the characters in this I one. Think, yeah, I think they did the best they could with trying to show us everyone and let us know, like, we're all still okay. We're all here. And still, you know, keep not much has points. changed, but a lot has changed. Exactly. You know? exactly. Uh, so I think this thing's gonna be a little bit longer because we're gonna take some time to go through each one, but that's all right. I think that's fine. Yeah, I think it's good. Um, so springtime. Is that the spring scene? I tried to do it. I couldn't do it. Anyway, uh, this just says the birds are chirping, the flowers are blooming. So. Uh, yeah, we get into spring, and it starts off... With therapy. With therapy. We start, we get oh, right in the, so the therapist's couch. And everybody's quiet, because nobody's talking, right? It was right? excruciating. I sat there like, are they going to talk And soon? But then the therapist goes, it's okay, because a lot can be said from the quiet. 
I hated this therapist so much. I feel like just she was she a kid ends up a little doing, bit. Yeah, what she ends up doing at the very end, just like, come on. <laughs> it's like, no, these people need a little more help than just letting them sit there and take their money. I, I agree with you. I feel like if the therapist was like an, like I kind of expected like an older, gray-haired woman who maybe like was really notable as a therapist. Instead, you kind of get like a young woman. She kind of didn't seem to know how to push them along. So here's my thought. <laughs> Best therapist for this this couple Amy Sher- Sherman Palladino. Oh that would have been fantastic. That would have been like such a good cameo too, like just to have her thrown in there. Um, but to get back into like the Lorelai Emily um, little like bit too, they're not talking, and the therapist is like, a lot can be said through the silence, and then they're like, well, who's winning? Who's winning? Because like you know, it's always a competition between them. So, mm-hmm. and as per usual, they're in a huge fight, and it's like. Typical for their relationship. They have ups and downs always. It's when like, are they not fighting? Exactly. It's like a roller coaster. And from there, we go to London. I jumped. Okay, y'all. I can't even talk with. I, I, can't even, I can't even talk with the people that I'm talking with because I am 100% team Logan. I have always been team Logan. And Josiah was sitting down with me watching this episode um, when they showed... Logan, um, my chair is about to break everybody. So in case you're wondering like why I got silent there, Jamie just saved me. When they showed Logan, I got off the couch, jumped up and down and started doing a little happy dance. Um, and like Josiah was like, what is wrong with you? And I just. Here's, uh, here's my deal. I like that. Uh, I think that Rory and Logan do make a good match. Um, at first, when they first showed him, I was like, oh, cool, they're together. And I was like, wait, but is she still with that Paul guy? Like, but what about Paul? Nobody really cares about Paul, And then apparently. we find out that they're not totally committed, that they have other people going on. And they're a one-in-London ordeal. It like. frustrated me so much, especially since he was apparently engaged, which we find out later. And that just makes me so mad. Like, they'd be so good together if they weren't being adults. But let's go back a little bit. Like, I know I mentioned this before when we were, like, not um, talking for this Rory did lose her virginity to a married dean. So obviously, like, she does not have, you know... The strongest compass. Yes. Yeah. Also, when her and Logan first got together it, in college, it was a very open relationship. Like, it was a, like, when we're together, we're together kind of a thing. And it's weird how... Because during the series, the Gilmore Girls series, they switched that up and they decided they were exclusive. So it's weird that they went back to this. Yes, um, and I think that they decided that they were exclusive when Rory figured that she wanted more from Logan. And she was like, okay, I don't want this sh- to be like a fling thing. Um, but I think that Logan is just so in love with Rory that he will take what he can get. Uh, Odette is just a family obligation. I agree. I do too. I just don't like it. Well, okay. <laughs> and I don't think it's anybody okay. who wants to be in like a regular, happy, you know, non-cheating relationship, obviously, you know, <laughs> would not want to be in this situation. But I don't. I don't get upset about it just because of who, like we want Rory to be the perfect little shining star exactly. girl, but she's not that girl. Right. And like, she hasn't she, had the strongest moral. No. And and ever. Rory has never been the perfect girl. Rory has always been a book smart girl and a driven girl. But when it comes to her relationship. Relationships, they have always been rocky. They've always been up and down. And she's never, I mean, she's just never been in a perfect, perfect relationship with any of the guys. I think we forgive her for that. I think that's a lot of it we forgive because she is so driven. She's like, she deserves the world. She really does. We're all proud. She tries. We're all very proud. So, um, but moving forward, talking about family uh, obligations of um, 
Uh, Logan. That's what I'm trying to say. We see her. How dare father. you forget Logan's I'm name? I'm sorry, Mr. Huntsberger. Mitchum Huntsberger, my Mitchum. least favorite character in this whole thing. I hate him, I but hate him so much. But I love him because I hate him. He's like, the, I think that's a, such a good I love character. that he's, he's always a, ready to like give Rory stuff, even though yeah. he's, he's a, not. He's a, fo- a foil for um. Uh, the opposite totally of Luke. You know what I mean? Like Luke's oh, yeah. down to earth and like also very supportive of Rory. Doesn't give her much in the way that Tim Mitchum can give her, but is respectful of her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is the opposite of Mitchum. But Mitchum brings in the whole Odette, uh, you know, thing and then pushes the, a little bit further too with talking about Condé Nast, the publisher of GQ, and then sets Rory up, talking about giving her things for an interview because they've been yes. dodging her. Exactly. He'll give her everything she wants even though she is not with his son or married to his son or whatever you want to call it. And I think he has respect for her when it comes to her career. And her attitude. I just, like, I think everybody knows that Rory's very driven. And I think that, you know, no matter what you think about her personal decisions, like, no matter where Rory would work, she would just be amazing. And if Mitchum could benefit from Rory, if he was the one who, you know, suggested her, if she got a job and if she did good, that makes sense of why he would suggest her because he's benefiting from that in the long run. I agree. Um, so <clears throat> uh, Rory's working on a book proposal. It's not really the main reason she's in London, not just to sleep with Logan. And uh, she's working on a book proposal with uh, um, the British socialite, the drunk woman, which was yeah, hilarious. I don't know her name because I don't think I can pronounce it. Yeah, it's, it's, we were just embarrassed ourselves. So we're going to call the British socialite like this, yeah. this article does. That is what she we, is. <laughs> um, but uh, so... She has this meeting. They don't seem to be working out very well. Well, they do at the beginning. They do at the, at beginning. the beginning, it seems like it's going to be this awesome thing, right. like Rory's just going to be able to write this story. Um, but as it kind of progresses, we see otherwise. Yeah, and it's interesting that they've so set it up later. They've got the, they've got the book parallel, which I think is really nice, uh, that comes in later. Uh, but so she uh, leaves London uh, to go back home for... Chilton Alumni Day, which is, <laughs> is probably one of my favorite scenes. Like, oh my gosh, just the fact that just to be back at Chilton, the fact that Paris scared the heck out of all of the kids there, and they like had to go to the headmaster's office for like a therapy session. That's just so typical of Paris and just hilarious. I really liked that scene. I think it was it was nice to see them back where they started, where where Rory and Paris's story started. It was really nice to see them back there. I think that's one of the great things about this whole like series that it's all like a cycle, you know, like it, it, it takes you where they are now, but it brings you to where they came from. Exactly. And headmaster Charleston is there still, still looking the same as he did. He didn't another one who's drinking the water, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but he offers, he offers Rory a job at the end of it too. Doesn't he? Yes. He says if she wants to get her masters and she can come and teach there and she doesn't find that a realistic um, goal for her she thinks that like he's pitying her but I think she would be a great teacher I do too the way she spoke to the chi- not children the kids at Chilton like how well she did in front of them public speaking and just everything she like has under her belt already she would be a really good teacher but it feels like she doesn't really well think I think that. this is kind of again Rory does may not come directly from money but she still is around money and so this is going to teaching profession would be going to like look down upon as a career as far as career choice. It's a settling career for her. Well, all of us are like, yeah, go teach. That's awesome. <laughs> That'd be great for you. I think that I, I know Rory always loved journalism and things like that. Like we all wanted her to be that awesome writer, traveling the world, getting these stories. But I think when I think of Rory and who the person she could be, I think that her becoming a teacher just kind of makes sense. Like I think that she could really 
take her experiences that she's had throughout her entire life and really be able to relate to the kids at that school. Um, I can agree how it's kind of looked down upon, like, oh, he is pitying me, but I can almost see Rory as a teacher in charge of the newspaper at the school, teaching her English classes, talking about all those, um, like, go back to the first the first episode of season one of Gilmore Girls, she's reading like Moby Dick and that's how Dean is interested in her. And like, I can just really see her being passionate about that and passing that, you know, her, her love of books and reading onto kids. And it also seems like her best job opportunity at the moment too. Like her only (laughs) job opportunity. Well, not necessarily. Well, yeah. So, so she gets the offer. This is when she still thinks she has the job with the book. The next scene or so we see so another thing we didn't bring up in the last uh episode is that uh luke and lorelei want to have a child and so luke they, we talked about well this do the they want to have a child or are they just talking about the possibility possibility of a child? i think i think lorelei really wants to have a child and luke's kind of on the fence and then we have uh luke just flat out saying no it's a weird time in their life to have a child, yeah. and they also each have one already. Exactly. I think that the, like, I remember Lorelai being like to Luke, like, don't you want that? Because remember, like, he never knew about April. Like, he found out about April when she was, what, 12? Yes, yeah, something You like know, that. so, like, he missed all of those child growing up years. And even though she, he has been a father figure to Rory for, like, her basically entire life like she's not his and I think that I mean I don't have any kids but I think that for people who do like having your own experiencing like those you know kid things is like a huge thing for people I agree I think that plot was kind of brought up quickly to have Paris in the first episode and then kind of completely dropped like they didn't really bring it up again it was kind of a weird thing and I also think they were trying to touch on the fact that in the last 10 years what has happened with them why didn't they have kids blah 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 but they did kind of touch upon that didn't they because didn't they say they just never talked about it yeah which seems kind of weird for some for two people who we uh, we think as viewers of the show that they're so in sync but they haven't talked about getting married or having kids in 10 years I think that they are so in sync but they're so separated still like I think that they they work together really well um but their lives have always been two separate ones that are trying really hard to like be one you know and I think a lot of that has to do with Lorelai I think Lorelai doesn't want to necessarily commit she's always been on her own she likes being on her own she loves Luke but she doesn't want to like she, she, super commit. Yes. I, I agree. I, I, I think that's... And Emily, Emily's always bothering her about it, too. Like, you guys are just roommates. You're partners. Whatever. Well, because Emily's going through her grief of losing her husband of, what, over 50 years? Mm-hmm. So Emily has only known commitment. Emily has only known what it's like to be, you know, a doting wife. Where Lorelai is like, screw you. I'm going to do what I want to do. She's independent. Yes. Independent lady. Like the inn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that just about wraps up segment two, and we will get back to you pretty soon. Hey, it's Jamie from the Geekiverse here with Watto from Star Wars. Jimbo? Little Jimbo? Patrick Starr. No, this is Patrick. And Linda Belcher. I'm so happy to be here! Just to name a few. We're here to let you know about Jimpressions, a new talk show by the Geekiverse where the impressions are made up and the actors don't matter. Find some of your favorite celebrities stopping by. Now available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Listen today! I'm not a crusty crab. All right, welcome back. We are talking about Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life. And coming back from segment two, we are finishing up our discussion about the spring episode. Take it away, Beta. 
Oh, good. It's all me. So um, I stepped out for a little bit, uh, but basically I think where we left off is, uh, so Rory has to go to New York to meet with Condé Nast. We learned that name. I'm never going to forget it now, <laughs> uh, which is the publisher of, of GQ magazine and a bunch of other magazines. And so she's going to write, just try to get a, a writing job from them. Um, and Not to cut you off, but is this is in this episode, is that also where we're seeing Sandy says actively pursue her? Yes. Yes. Oh, Same episode. That. And and so that's kind of through spring and ends in summer, I believe. Yes, ends in summer. It starts in spring, ends in summer. Um, but uh, the big the big story with New York, she makes a trip to New York and Lorelai comes with her because she's kind of like I don't know what to do with Luke, and uh, you know, I, I want to have this baby, he doesn't, so that kind of thing happens, and they go to New York, and I think you guys remember what happened there. She sleeps with a Wookiee. Um, <laughs> I think you jumped the gun. <laughs> Why does she sleep with a Wookiee? <laughs> Why not? They're comfy. And the whole conversation about it, an actual Wookiee, or? <laughs> I thought that was kind of uncharacteristic of Rory, and kind of uncharacteristic of Lorelai for not to say anything. She kind of was just like, oh yeah, that's fine, but it felt very out of place for Rory, and especially since she's um, 32, I felt like this would have been something more that would have happened when she was younger, but having it happen when she's 32 seemed a little off character for Rory that we know. I agree with you, but I also think that it shows us how confused Rory is, because I think that throughout um, fall and now into spring, you're seeing that Rory is really a lost woman. She still doesn't know what she wants to do when she grows up. Like She she knows she wants to be a journalist, but she's just kind of flip-flopping through these things. Like, any opportunity, she will just try to... Her life has not gone down the path that she thought that it was going to go down. Um, Which, for a second, let me just say that I love that, because... As I'm 26, okay, and at, like at this age, it's like it makes me happy that Rory doesn't have her stuff together because I think that that's so realistic. Because it, it totally is. Beca- people people in their 20s and early 30s are a little bit lost at the moment, especially with the whole college thing being in. Debt. You have an idea of where your life's gonna be, but it never ends up where it is. And I think that um, that's one of the things that I love so much about this um, series is that we expect Rory to have a perfect life, and it's far from it. And I think that that just makes it so relatable for so many people, especially people who grew up watching Gilmore Girls. You know, like if we were the same age, I was a little bit younger, you know, than Rory was you know, when it started, but theoretically, like, I kind of grew up, you know, with her, so now I'm 26, she's 32, you know, we're kind of going through those life things at, at the same time, and I think it's, it, I, I just, I like it. Oh, know? it's good, no, it's a great plot point. What interesting for me, too, as much as, uh, you know, Lorelai and Rory are very relatable, I think it was interesting just to backpedal, backpedal a little bit, because the way she met the Wookiee was she had this um, kind of assignment she got from GQ, to do a, a segment on lines in New York, so people waiting in lines and the psychology behind it, and how much Rory and Lorelai don't relate to the average person. That was oh, interesting to me. I think it's so funny that Lorelai kept getting an in with random people. Like, she would give away one of those cronuts. That's, yeah. What was it? Was it was like the next cronut. Yes. I think it was like a cronut or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cro- something. Yeah, yeah. And shoes, right? Like, she got the she shoes got that the they shoes were waiting here. for. Oh, also, the girl that she gave that cronut to was uh, played by Mae Whitman, who was Lorelai, well, Lauren Graham's TV daughter on Parenthood, so I kept thinking there was going to be, like, a battle of the TV daughters. That was very cool. And in summer, we got to see two more cameos from I different know. Parenthood cast members, Which, so that was pretty by cool. By the way, she... 
is dating Peter Krause in real life, so I thought that was cool. Okay, he's the teacher in Parenthood, right? Or no? I don't know if he's no, the no, no, no. The, the Peter Krause brother, is her brother. So the creepy. other man. Oh, was the teacher. dang Both it! Because the teacher was okay. Because I've only watched a couple of seasons, mm-hmm. like I think two or three seasons of Parenthood. He's her not to jump, not to jump TV shows here. But when he appeared, I was like, Oh my God, I love you! But he, she's dating her. I could have sworn that teacher guy had been a. a past love interest of Lorelai's, but I think... I'm Wait, crazy. real quick. Who is her brother in this? I don't recall. Her, like, her brother, who she's actually dating? Peter Krause? He was one from of Parenthood? the guys from Summer. He was one of the... Um, he was a trooper, right? Trooper, yeah. Yes! Okay. Who was the other trooper? Was he, was, he not? He was also from Parenthood. He was the okay. teacher. Yes, okay. Yes, and that was the one who I liked. Okay. So sorry, get back I to thought, Gilmore Girls, right? I thought we were talking about Game of Thrones for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so um, they do the whole bit. Uh, Lorelai tags out of doing the whole, like, helping Rory uh, kind of research for this article, and that's where she meets the Wookiee, and they have this whole off-screen romance for one a, night. A one-night stand. Yes, exactly. Uh, and um, they have a big kind of like a, a, they kind of square off with each other in the hotel room afterwards. You know, uh, not really square off. They're not really fighting. They're talking about Rory just kind of is full-on give up. I'm done. I give up. I can't do this anymore. Um, I don't know who I am. I don't know where I am. And Lorelai doesn't help by saying, well, you did sleep with Logan, and he was married. And she's like, you know what? Fine. Touche. That works. <laughs> and so... Um, we go back to Stars Hollow. Well, not quite. We're probably in Harvard, Hartford, uh, because we're going to be back at therapy. This time they talk about uh, the, a letter and all this stuff, and I'll let Haley take over from here. So we find out about this mysterious letter that Emily received on her birthday, but we don't know who it's from, and Lorelai claims it's not from her, and then we never hear about it again. So what did you guys think? It was just this absolutely horrendous letter that, like, she was that probably just tore Emily apart, but we really don't have any details on it. Um, I did read an article. I'm not certain what site it was from, but I read it uh, basically stating that Amy says that, and this is like, you know, off screen of it, so like whatever, but Amy says Lorelai absolutely did not write the letter. She didn't seem like a writer of, what is it, letter writing type. Anyway, I got totally No, like I could see Lorelai just like yelling at her mom being like, you suck, this is what's wrong with you. Not to like actually take the time to write a letter. Uh, Yes, and so that was a weird plot hole. I don't think that really fits in with the whole like this is an end, you know, this is the end of this whole series because why would they leave a plot hole like that in the middle of a series ender, I guess, closer? I don't know how to put this. But yes, uh, after we have that session uh, that kind of blows up, um, we see Emily refusing to go to therapy, and then we see her reach out to Luke directly, uh, which is very strange. Um, and they, she invites him to uh, Richard's study to let him know that he's got some money coming his way. Which is a little bit scary, honestly. Yeah, that, that well, Luke intimidating. is obviously very scared from the get-go, right? Like, when yes. the phone rings and he's like, it's your mother. Like, <laughs> he's obviously like what is going on this woman hates me right i do i do love the fact that i just love emily at richard's desk she's just like <laughs> i got this i'm in control she's boss yeah she's she's coming into her own there um i love to um i don't know if you guys noticed but the picture of uh rory that was painted is still in um richard's richard's yes. office and i, I know, just it's it, so I, I just love that you know and uh so the money is for the franchise deal for Luke Steiner's uh, oh, Luke Steiner. He never wanted. No, and 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 we have uh, so then we see we, we close out and you guys can finish up here uh, with uh, spring. They close out with 
uh, Luke going out with Emily to look for diners with the worst, uh, or was it the best, I should say, uh, real estate lawyer in all of Connecticut, and uh, Lorelai uh, going to therapy alone. That's how they close out. And the, the, the third biggest one would be that uh, Rory's decided she's moving back to Stars Hollow. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then starts summer, the worst episode of the four. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> summer, I could have just, like, not watched summer and been okay in my life. It's weird to me that from spring to summer, it seems like Lorelai and Luke kind of stop communicating. And, I mean, their relationship has always been so solid. Well, not solid, but you know what I mean. Like, they're really, really good together. So They're really good together, but I know I said this off screen, too. I'm not certain if I said it, like, on air so far. But, like, Lorelai and Luke are so perfect together, but they are two separate lives trying to live together as one. So I do not find it weird because I feel like if Lorelai has a problem, she's not going to talk to Luke about her emotions because why should she talk to Luke about her emotions? She's a very independent woman. She's going to do what she wants to do, and she's not going to ask for anybody's permission. And they kind of established that dynamic when Luke didn't tell Lorelai about his daughter April. Absolutely. They established that, you know, they're separate lives trying to meld together, but not really. And we see that continue with these when Lorelai doesn't tell Luke that she's going to therapy alone and Luke doesn't tell Lorelai that Emily has visited him and they're trying to franchise. So there's definitely some miscommunication and disconnect between the two of them that we see at the end of spring into the beginning of summer. Which I feel like if there wasn't that disconnect, like it wouldn't be Lorelai and Luke. You know what I mean? Because I just feel that like Lorelai is not a doting wife. They're both very independent people who live independent lives but are trying to live together. They're trying to like work together as best as they know how. Like I just think that neither of them know how to be in a fully committed good communication relationship. So Lorelai and Luke, they're they're doing the best that they can and we appreciate that. But we don't really expect, you know, them to be on the same page always. I agree. Which probably makes it make more sense that they still aren't married at this point. I feel like they can't be married. Like up in, like I'm not I am not upset with the fact that 10 years have gone by and they are not yet married. I think that that is perfect for their relationship you know what I mean they they love each other they're together but Lorelai is just afraid of commitment right and that, that's shown in this episode there's the big fight uh between they actually have a, kind of a spat in the middle of Luke's diner uh and it's kind of them talking about their separate lives and how Luke doesn't want to live it separately anymore and we need to talk about Luke's diner and the password Yes, and the password, <laughs> and the moochers, and the sign, right? These Can I tell you? so up to date with their references. Well, the sign. Don't you love the sign? Oh, no, man buns. That's too funny. Like, it still says no cell phones, and everyone is always on their cell phone in that diner, so they disregard it, but... The fact that they all ask for the Wi-Fi password and he just makes something up every time. Well, is can so I funny. just bring up the fact that, like, I realized that every single time he was giving the Wi-Fi password, it was different. Yeah. But when I was watching it, I didn't think anything of it until Taylor came in. This, I, I agree. I felt the same way. I thought that he was just changing it often or something, and then it turns out that it's been a lie this whole time, and he's not I getting thought, out. I thought he really had no Wi-Fi, but apparently he had it, and he just didn't give the password to anyone. Which I think is perfect. Like, people, he's been giving you fake that, and it's so true, because then what? They oh, all... Butter with a capital B? <laughs> yeah. They all get the password then, and they're just sitting there, like, ordering water and things, and, like, Luke is... Ju- and Luke is just 
miserable, you know. Off of Luke, we never get to see Liz and TJ, which makes me very sad. We because they're in a cult. <laughs> they're in a cult. So you, you would think which they is were, typical. You would think they have a hundred years, or what was it, five hundred years in a cult? <laughs> You'd think there'd be some sort of FaceTime or something, but we didn't. And their get to daughter. See them. And their daughter, Dula. That's right. Dula. It's <laughs> a horrible name. Yeah. I could never name a daughter Dula. Could you imagine a Dula Dugan? Oh no. Dula Didi Dugan. Yes, it's done. Yeah, it's over. It's over. <laughs> Uh, is her middle geez. name D.D. or are those just her initials? Those are initials for more D.D. I can't think of right now. Dula. I can't think of anyone. Darlene. Darrell, Darlene, Dugan. Okay. Uh, D to the fourth power. Uh, I can't know what that mean. Uh, cubed? Yeah, cubed. Anyway, uh, so uh, just to kind of bring us back to summer, um, again, there's we're, there's a big thing in the middle we got to talk about that was kind of like the rotten core of this episode, but... If you guys remember, this is the first time we see Jess, actually. when So Rory had taken over uh, the Stars Hollow Gazette for summer. Yeah, we're in summer. Okay. Yeah. Well, before you even go on, okay. the very first scene of summer when they're by the pool, yes. everybody's welcoming Rory back, and she keeps saying she's not back. She's totally back, and it's obvious. And I, also, I also like their servants following them around. That was pretty good. And One of them calls a Khaleesi. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty I liked funny. The, the little boy servants, but they did some major fat shaming, which... <laughs> they did some major... <laughs> I think I think that was a cute. Are you the one that wants an army of children yes. to follow you around? I'm gonna have like 17 children. They're all gonna be men, and it's gonna be my little <laughs> army. Okay. Little and men. if I have girls, as Josiah says, my favorite line from Star Wars, I'm gonna say, "Take it away." Away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna yeah. need the Margo so you can say that thing from Christmas oh, Vacation. Yeah, no, no, no. I will, okay, not talking about Gilmore Girls, but I will have a daughter. I will name her Margo. So when she says, Mom, are we there yet? I'm going to go, I don't know, Margo. <laughs> nice. Uh, getting so, back to Gilmore Girls. Getting back to Gilmore Girls. Um, we find out that uh, Logan's fiance Odette's moved in, so they're done. Laura, Rory's taking over the Stars Hollow Gazette, her favorite Newspaper apparently. Yeah, in the because world. it was going to go out of business, right? It Correct. was so so obvious that she was going to take Absolutely. it over. Absolutely, they're the at the town meeting, so it. they're at a town meeting, which I just love because it's they such a familiar them. thing. And then I don't remember the reason why they said it was go- going out of business. What happened to the editor? He died. Did he die? Yeah, he died. Oh, jeez, yeah. everybody's dying. Or he, well, he, yeah, he retired. No, maybe he retired. Because I feel like see him, so he might as well be dead. He's gone. He's gone. It was not a paid position. Where? How do they buy their supplies? I just want to know. Any of the computers from the 1980s. That's true. Do we know no, it's not a paid position? It may be a paid position. I think it was a paid position before Rory got it. <laughs> Which frustrates me because so, she should be paid for that. Yeah. It should be a real thing. But the main thing is that Rory does not want to see the Stars Hollow Gazette go under, so she volunteers to volunteers to run it. I think there's a r- rule for reviewing Gilmore Girls, and that's don't follow the money because it gets way too confusing and <laughs> no one true. has. No, we don't know how much that's everyone true. has. Um, Everybody's living, but nobody works. Everyone's just, comfortable. <laughs> everyone's true. comfortable. Uh, so um, Jess comes in to the uh, the Stars Hollow Gazette and gives Rory the most perfect advice. Like, just like, here we go. I'm going to fix all your problems. I'm Jess. I love Jess. I, I mean, he was not my favorite boyfriend, but I love the man he has become. And he's given Rory some pep talks in the past when he, like, yells at her for dropping out of Yale and yells at her for being with Logan and says, like, this is what you need to do to get your life back together. And he does it again right now, which is really great. I think he's, like, the perfect compliment to Rory when she's kind of a mess. He, like, sets her right back on her path. And he was, like, the bad boy before, so it's so funny that he's grown up into this. And like, he's got his life together. Yeah, I love that he has grown 
grown up. I love that he's doing the perfect. Like he he's doing he's being true to who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love Jess as like a good friend. Agreed. For Rory. I I am team Jess though. I want them to be together. If okay, if Logan were not engaged and if it wasn't a horrible situation for them to be <laughs> doing the things they're doing, I would like Logan to be with Rory. But. The case is he's engaged, and I don't, I don't like that. Do we so. know where Jess is at this time too? Is he still in California? I think he's in Philly. That's where we last. last okay, last there looking, was but almost a spinoff with Jess's yes. storyline. Yes, the they were gonna, they were gonna follow his story in Venice. But um, I really liked the bits that we had with Jess and Luke. I think those were perfect. Super oh, cute. I love Jess and Luke and, like, together. When, this is later on. I think this is actually in uh, fall, but when. Jess gives Luke a pep talk and gets him back going. It's just like, Jess was a, just a stellar character in this series. He's so encouraging to all the people around him. Uh, so, that, so, talk about the, the, the black sheep of this episode was the whole, uh, they had the stupid, stupid uh, musical. Yes, uh, and the purpose of it was... To put Sutton Foster for as much time as they could. No, <laughs> yeah, totally. Great. No, the purpose of it, the purpose of the musical was to generate, um, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Tourism. Yes, because yeah. didn't they want to do a gay pride parade, but they found out that they didn't only, have enough gay. There were only people. three gay people I in Stars that Hollow. Was annoying, because I was like, if you're gonna have a gay pride parade, not everyone in it has to be gay. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty silly. Like the dog was the dog gay. I didn't know the dog was gay. Yeah, right. Luke was my favorite character, and that just be like, wait, wait, no, he's he's gay. No. He's no. Gay. <laughs> They're gay? Wait a minute. So then they definitely the, brought that whole gay thing into this. So then instead of doing that parade, they decide to do a Stars Hollow history musical. musical. Which was just... Go ahead, Haley. I think she's got some thoughts. It was just like 20 minutes too long. I think they could have showed one scene and then had them do the little wrap-up session where Lorelai's talking about how she doesn't like it, and that would have been enough. Did they the, like not have enough material without it? Because we did not need to see more and, than one scene of that musical. Because you basically... The whole summer was basically you watching the musical. Which was so frustrating because I would have loved some more of Lane. I would have loved to see TJ and Liz. Like, there's so many other storylines. Maybe they, the actors wouldn't do it, That's though. That's possibly. Oh. But, I, but Lane probably would have. Or, like, more of Emily's storyline. There's just so many other things. They could have gone in seen. different directions than, do, than, I mean, for the first, like, two minutes, I was like, oh, this is cute. And then, like, ten minutes in, I'm like, they're still doing this? And then, like, 20 minutes, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? What does this I, even I, have to do with anything? I just wish it was uh, Kirk and, and Lorelai up there. That would have been funny. That would <laughs> yeah. I would love to see. Yes. like if Kirk I, brought his pig on. To yeah, see. And that's another thing with the therapist, too, right? They're trying to find actors to do this. Right, and, and then, she does that. And you're like, okay, you're a professional. And they even make fun of that, but it's like they, they kind of lose that whole it, plot it, line. it discredits her a little bit right. as a therapist. Right. I don't think she was supposed to be the best therapist in the world, but just the one the money could buy. So then we see at the end of this whole musical bit that Taylor and the music the musical director go off to New York or somewhere. They they <laughs> rediscover the path of the musical and they have that one final scene Thank where goodness. Sutton has her solo and the song just connects to Lorelai and that was the whole purpose of the musical. So the musical was just way too long, but we find Lorelai connecting with the musical and realizing that she needs to go do wild. I actually watched that like song again today and I... If one good thing came out of the musical, I think that that song was just so perfect because not only was it speaking to Lorelai, but I think that really it spoke to, like, Rory and, like, everybody. Like, 
do we have our stuff together? No, I'm broken. You know, I don't want to be broken. Yeah, I, I think, think it, it was really a perfect song, but we just didn't need all the other stuff yeah. before it. It was just a little heavy-handed. Is it just oh, going to be yeah. me and this dog? <laughs> but I love that Babette's like, we can cut this one, you know? Exactly. Like, like Lorelai's like, this is the dumbest musical ever, but everybody loves the musical. I like, I like the cameo by Carol King, who sings the theme song, and then she was like, I have some songs, guys. She starts singing, <laughs> I feel instead the of, earth Instead move. of Abba? Like, is the whole yeah. thing of closing with yeah. Abba? Yeah. She starts singing, I feel the earth move. And, and then everybody's like, like, no, you're not, not really good. good. Yeah. And that's, and, and so she, so Lorelai is all hellbent on doing wild, uh, which means she went to California just on the, you know, whatever she money. She had to find herself. Yes. She owns the dragonfly. It's so yeah. funny. Oh, wait, 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 wait. When do we find out about Michelle wanting to leave? That's, that's this episode as well. Okay, okay. So I Michelle. Lo- oh gosh, can I just point out, I love the secret bar that's a secret from Taylor. Like, they really do that? Yes. Best. Okay, so, right, can I bring that up? Or no, are we gonna, yeah, okay, yeah. So, so another huge thing about this is that well, number one, like, we don't know where Suki is. Suki has decided just to leave to kind of find herself. And she said she was going to be gone, like, a month or whatever. And she ends up just being gone forever. So Michelle's trying She's to doing do... Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I, wonder, I wonder if that's because Melissa McCarthy is so, like, busy. Or if it was, yeah, if, if she didn't really have the time for this. And then Michelle, you know, he wants... Which... He wants to... The whole thing is he's, he's thinking about leaving. He goes to New York City. Like, Lorelai knows, okay, something's wrong. He, he's probably thinking about leaving, all of this stuff, and then he comes back. Um, and Lorelai and Michelle go to the secret bar to basically discuss things, and then that's where Michelle tells her that, that he is leaving. I know a lot of people were upset with that, but to be honest... I'm surprised that Michelle didn't leave earlier. It took because a long time. He's, he's underpaid. He's a, he's a big city guy. Like, let's be honest. Like, he does not fit in the town in which he is in. And he knows that. He knows that to a T. He's like, I've seen the books. You can't afford to keep me. Yes. Like, he's he like, you are taking money out of your salary to keep me. Unless what? So there's actually a big point there, too. Unless she can get the money to expand. Which, which I really hope happens. But at the same time. Well, no, we... We find out at the very end. We find out that she's looking at different properties, but I think the purpose of the dragonfly in itself is she can't expand the dragonfly. Right. Like, she does not have the room where she... With the stupid B-list actors. Hold on, hold on. Are you forgetting the nuns? We gotta talk about the nuns. That happens. That happens in the next episode, which is the the last episode, which is following. Stay tuned if you want to hear about the nuns. The nuns. The nuns are my favorite part. I think I missed it last time. Yeah. I think I missed it the last time. But uh, yeah, the nuns are my absolute favorite part. <laughs> Which we will talk about in our next segment. So stay tuned. Hey guys, it's Bruno 1.0. If you'd like to listen to someone who's actually talented at what they do, subscribe to the Geekiverse podcast and listen to Geeks Talk Wrestling. We cover Raw, we cover SmackDown, and we cover every pay-per-view. We keep it short, we keep it simple, and it's just for you, the geeks who know who the true money is. All right, we are back with a fourth segment for you on Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life. Uh, let's start out this one by talking about Rory's book. Okay, so, Haley, you were saying, like, uh, revisiting Jess. Jess came uh, to the Stars Hollow Gazette. He had his little conversation with Rory, and he was the one who kind of gave her this idea for this book. Rory, write a book about your life. Write about what you know. Talk about your passion about. Yeah, passion. And so we find out that Rory is going to write a book about her and Lorelai's life, and when she tells Lorelai... Well, Lorelai is not very happy. Which I think is perfect. Um, so she tells Lorelai about this book idea when all the Gilmore girls decide to go back to um, Richard's grave because the headstone is in. And I think that that's a little co- like comedic relief. 
for, fourth heads up. So it, it, it's it's funny, right? Because like anytime. I think it makes light of Richard's death just a little bit. Like, I think we need that because we're all mourning his death. So and we it's, go... It's so Emily because it has to be perfect and she can't just have it fixed. She needs a new one altogether every time. And I think that the funny thing is too, like, the gentleman from the cemetery has, like, the sheet over, right, the headstone. And then he, like, <laughs> picks it up and then she's like, no, it's still not right. And then he kind of is like oh, Lord Jesus, please help me, right? And then, like, they kind of walk off and discuss, like, the headstone being wrong for the fifth time, fourth time. Um, And then Rory goes, and she's talking with her mom about this awesome idea that she had, and she's so excited about it because everything in her life has been going wrong. And finally, she's seen the light. She's going to write this amazing book, and Lorelai has always supported her, and then she doesn't. Because Lorelai is such a private person. She doesn't want everyone to know the deepest, darkest parts of, you know, her life right now, and... It just makes total sense, but at the same time, I wanted her to like it. I wanted her to be okay with it, which eventually she she tells her, just go ahead. Yes, um, but I think at first it it makes total sense, being that Lorelai ran away from her past, and why does she want her past to be brought up again in a book for the world to read? Right, which, which, you know, and and she takes all of this, you know, with the bad feelings with Luke and the the musical epiphany she had... (laughs) And this news, and she says, I'm going to go to California and, and hike. I've never I'm going to do before. wild. Yes, she's going to go do wild. And that's exactly how the next episode starts uh, with fall. fall and which, I, which I think is the, I think the best episode. I think we've all agreed. Yeah, I think so. I love her and Luke's conversation about her telling him she's going to do wild. You know, you need to cook, right? Yeah, you got to cook outside, right? Yeah, you have to sleep in a tent, right? Like, and he goes through like 25 different points about what she's going to have to do in the wild. Right, and he's horrified that she, she's not coming back. Like, oh, he knows. Like, like in his mind, he's like, she's done. She's out. She, she gives because up. Because it's typical. She's left him before, and she's, she's not a commitment person. So it just seems like this is her out. She's running away again. So then we see her go do wild. We get to see two more parenthood cameos, which was really cool. And then we see her realize that she's not going to be able to do it. And we see her have a realization about Richard, which is really sweet. So she can't do wild because she loses her permit. And yes. the park ranger will not allow her to go into <laughs> I kind of thought park. she never had a permit to begin She with. had it, though. No, no she, 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 it show, she shows it, you know, before. Um, so she decides then, screw this, I'm going to go get coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's their go-to. And she sees a cool vista and has this another big... Well, the coffee place is closed, right? Right. So she's like, the world sucks. Everything's against me. And she goes off, like, to the side little, what is it, mountain hill? And she has her realization and remembers her Richard memory and calls Emily. And we see that very sweet moment between the two of them. And it's that full circle again. Like, at his actual funeral, she couldn't come up with a nice story. And she couldn't say anything positive about her father. But being there by herself, like, looking at the sun and the trees and that beautiful scenery, she calls Emily and she just shares with her, like, a memory of... Richard and like how great he was and it was one all to herself Emily never knew it either so yes. that was sweet did you guys cry teared up a little bit did you cry <laughs> no I didn't cry you didn't tear up well no did I cry I remember crying a lot during cry. I was I it was, I don't it know was what part he said but. I I probably cried because I think I was crying all of fall <laughs> I sound like a baby <laughs> oh. 
I mean, he, he told me that you had cried during one of the episodes, like, for an hour. No, it was definitely fall. No, it was definitely fall, the one that I cried at, because, like, he watched most of the episodes with me, but for whatever reason, he didn't watch that one. So I was in the bedroom watching it on our TV, like, in bed with my, like, wine and tissues, just, like, hating my life, loving my life at the same Aww. time. And Josiah was, like, in the in the living room, um, I think playing some video games and stuff. And I just, like, walk out like a mummy, Did and I'm just, like, bawling. And he's like, what happened? And I'm like, what didn't happen? <laughs> I, I, that moment was definitely, it, it, it touched me. It, I thought it was perfect. Then I tried to think of memories of, you know, things that have happened in the past and what I would say in her shoes, and it was, it was just a really great moment. I love it because, like, her and Emily just don't get along ever. Like, you know, Lorelai's the disappointing daughter. Emily expects so much because of their lifestyle, and it's just a moment where, like, they connect. And I think that it shows that even though they don't agree, they love each other, and they can open up to one each other outside of therapy when they want. Uh, yeah, that was that was really nice. And then she's immediately home <laughs> and starts how because a walks, flight is an hour to get from. <laughs> and that was a funny joke, kind of pullover from uh, the first episode when Rory gets off the plane from London and she goes, "That's what you look like when you get off a plane." And yeah. she's the opposite when she gets off. Uh, and uh, um, we get back into Stars Hollow. She walks into her kitchen. Luke's waiting for her, and he has a speech prepared. Oh my gosh, he's so passionate. And it's such a great speech that he gives to her, and then we see her. She wants to say something. You can tell she's going to say something, and he's so passionate, and he gets it all out, and it's she says the opposite of what he thought she was going to say. Yeah, because he's like, I'm not going to let you leave. Like, oh. I'm not going to let you leave your mind. Like, I'm in. This is 100%. Like, you're not leaving me, lady. I'm not letting you leave me. And it's interesting because the last time he had a passionate speech like that was the end of season six when she said she wanted to be involved in his and April's life. And he said, I need time. And then she goes and sleeps with Christopher. Spoiler alert. And then we and then he gives he gives her a perspective. He gives her the super passionate speech and she disappoints him. But this time he gives the super passionate speech and she's like, no, let's do it. Let's get married. It's great. <laughs> and everybody is silently cheering, not silently, screaming at the TV like, this is what we wanted all along. Finally. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, he just ruins, like, being a good boyfriend slash fiance. <laughs> but it's so everybody. funny, too, because Luke's kind of like, what? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. he gives a speech. He expects her to be like, no, I'm out. He's he Like, I feel like he expects... He's in it to fight for her. Yeah. Like, this is going to be a fight. He's not going to let her leave right. without, you, you know, and then all of a sudden she's just like, no, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 the most put upon like you know like a put upon wife. He's the most put upon like husband, <laughs> and he just is like fine, I'll do whatever. And then he's like, no, I'm not rolling over, and he does it, and it's just great. Uh, so we have that loving moment. This is the whole now the whole episode is kind of about getting ready for their marriage. So we start mm -hmm. seeing people coming back in, but another huge cameo or a huge scene we get is right after that. Rory actually is at work, and all of a sudden things are acting real weird. I thought she was tripping on some kind of uh, drug. I thought the whole town like organized something for her and I was yeah. like, what? I kind of she thought was... it was a dream. I kind of like, like at first I kind of, cause she's walking down the sidewalk and the sign goes out, right? right. Or something like that. So I'm like, oh, and like nobody's on the streets. And like, then Kirk's and it's dark. runs by. Yes. With the, what does it say? Ready, get ready on his, on his side. Rowdy or yeah. Yeah, something um, like that. And the, the computer's all hacked and everything. So. Turns out it's a life and death brigade. Which I loved, right? Because, like, the guy, I, don't, I even forgot their names. I'm not Colin a real, and Finn. Colin and Finn, yeah. So, like, they're outside, and, like, you know, Rory's like, how are you guys doing? And they're like, no, no, like, you, you don't know us. Like, it's no. great. They're trying to keep their facade. Yeah. Then, you know, we know. Oh, it's so Everyone funny. who's watched the show knows who they are, and then they have their big adventure. It's oh, so funny. But can we just talk, like, when Rory, like, when Logan was, like, I think that's why I started crying, because I'm going to cry now. Like, when, like, you know, 
It's getting so emotional in here, guys. I'm so bad. No, but like when Rory turns around and like Logan's there, I think yeah. I started like sobbing my eyes out because the last conversation Rory and Logan had, Logan had to slip outside because Odette was home and Rory was like, we're breaking up, but we can't even break up because we're not together. And like it just ended like that. And then all of a sudden Logan's like there. It's, it's like he's almost saying like, I'm not giving up on us. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was really great. The whole, it's a little silly because we see that they go to this tango club and then he buys the club, changes yeah, the music. So like frivolous with so, their money. Yes, the boys. They the, buy cars, you know. It's also funny to me that they're still doing the Life and Death Brigade because I kind of thought that was like a college fraternity or sorority or whatever. But I, whatever I co-ed one is called. But like, I thought it was that group of people and that like once you're out of college, they're just like, yeah, they're they're doing that still. We're alumni, I guess. But like, I love the Life and Death Brigade though because it shows like that yeah it's a college club or cult or sorority or whatever it is but like these people are in it for life like they are lifelong friends this is their escape from their nor you know they all have jobs they all have families they all have something but then they get together for the one night to just be crazy and let loose and like have that escape from their normal life and i have to say just the like music overall, obviously, uh, has been phenomenal. But this song in particular got me. I was like, oh my god, it's across the universe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know that. It's a Beatles musical yeah. that they have, and uh, it's by Little Home, my friends. And the same thing's happening in the movie. They've got like four college guys who are just going nuts on a, on Yale's campus, and that's what the whole song is. It's exactly what's playing out in front of this, and it, it worked really well. It, um, yeah. And they end up at an inn then, yes, right? Yes, exactly. And then we see Rory and Logan's last moment together, and we see. Rory decide that she's going to leave. She's well, not Logan, Logan offered her a house. Yes, that's right. To to write her book, right? Mm-hmm. And Logan's like, "It's yours. Like my family doesn't go there. You can go there and, and write your book." And it just once again shows how much Logan loves Rory. Like Logan really, will give Rory the world. Like he really that. Cares that for her. once Even again if is it's in secret. No, but that once again, like if Rory were to say, "Logan, I want you." he would drop Odette in a heartbeat. Oh, for sure. Like, he's doing Odette because his father and his family... Doing Odette. Do you like how I said that? Very. <laughs> Try very. <laughs> no, but like... It's a better phrase but, it, but it's a family obligation, once again, you know? Um, and that's what it comes down to, is in in Logan's mind, Rory... He proposed to Rory. Rory's he put end it, game for He him. put it all out for, for, for her, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he would do anything for her. She said no to the marriage he will take her when he can get her and if i know leave me alone but (laughs) but if she were to say to him like i want us like he 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 would it would that would be it so then we see logan offers rory the house she says i have another plan and we see their last moment together and then we see rory go to dozies real quick actually that's right. That's right. They go to, she goes to Dozie's next. We see her actually, and she runs in to Dean. The first Good old Dean. Which they only brought Dean in because they had to show all three boyfriends. Of like, course. let's be I'm honest. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. But like, three boyfriends promised, three boyfriends delivered. <laughs> it was like a cute little moment where he talked about his wife and kids and how happy he was, and that was nice. I like that. I think it was but nice. Nobody cares about Dean. <laughs> well, the other thing too is like they have a weird moment where she's like talking about the book and saying like. He talks about his was his daughter has his first his their first uh, girlfriend or boyfriend, and he's she's like yeah I'm pretty sure 
And they, oh no, I think si- it's his, his, daughter, sister. Sister. his sister. His sister. His sister, his sister, his sister like, yeah. has a, a boyfriend. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, uh, first love. First love never they don't lasts. Last. Yeah, that was <laughs> so awkward. that was a little fun. Ew. And then and then she describes how she's going to talk about him in the book and all of that. So it was a nice little scene. I think and it was the an, whole cornstarch thing. Was that what it was? Yeah, cornstarch. Corn I think it was a nice wrap up for Dean because he was in the show for so long. Seeing a nice final wrap up because I believe the last time we saw him. In the regular series, he was telling Luke, you know, this is what they do. The girls aren't great. So mm-hmm. we didn't really have a nice closing for Dean. I think this worked very well. I nicely. think that Dean was the perfect first boyfriend for Rory. If yes. you go back, like, what, they're 15, 16, whatever. And they're so pure at that point was, in their yeah, lives. Like nice, you know, and, like, I think he was the perfect first boyfriend for her. But he was, he, I think he's everybody's least favorite just oh. because. Yeah, like, they can't be together now. No. But it was good then. Dean, Dean is that guy who he's going to be in the town that he's in for ever just doing a job living his life and that's not Rory you know so then this is probably one of the biggest scenes in the whole little series here she goes back to see Lorelai with three chapters of her book no no before that so she goes to Richard and Emily's house she walks into Richard's study and we see that we see the image of Richard sitting at his desk, and that really oh, that gave me yeah. the goosebumps oh, that yeah. made me tear crying, up Crying, still crying, still yeah, crying. so that was really nice. And then to see her having such inspiration at Richard's desk, she was able to write those three chapters, and then she goes to Lorelai and presents the three chapters to Lorelai and says, you know, read them, then let me know what you think. Right. And, Laura, and if you say no, she won't finish it. And right. then Lorelai said, I don't need to read them. You or, can do it. Or the title. Do you remember what she said? The, the title, title was The Gilmore Girls. The. Reminiscent of the Facebook. And, and, and Lorelai says drop the. It's exactly. And then we have Gilmore Girls. <laughs> and then I believe it's the wedding? It just no. took her a little while. Well, no, what about, what about, um, let's talk about Emily. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's what I was going to say. So, no, actually, it, the next scene is the epic, it says, wonderfully epic meltdown from Emily at the DAR meeting. Yes, that's oh my right. Gosh, so so Emily's story kind of happened in fall and then, oops, sorry, in winter, started in winter, we see her mourning Richard and we don't really have too much from her in spring and summer and then she has... We, a- we do have her kind of having her... At the therapy. Okay. And then we have a really great progression of her in fall she has a really great storyline she starts losing her shit let's be honest yes. you know she's she's reads um the act of tidying up what was that book up there? yes it's something about tidying up and we the art, the art of tidying, tidying up, up which i have and i haven't read it by the way the, uh, the chinese lady remember <laughs> she kept saying <laughs> she kept saying does this give me yeah so like lorelei comes to the house right and like it's in boxes and my favorite like not only are the like the boxes but just the moment when emily walks down the stairs in jeans and L- lorelei's like holy shit <laughs> you know and she's wearing lorelei's clothes yes i thought i thought that great that was a really great scene in like, winter that just shows too like how low Emily is mm-hmm. because Emily would never be seen in jeans. Never. never. Like, and it's funny because it's like, do you own jeans? No, those are my jeans. It's <laughs> nice that their fight is kind of over and Lorelai is kind of helping Emily through this, this like period. Yes. So, yeah, I think, I think to touch on Emily's full, full circle story here, she goes, she moves into the house in Nantucket. She sells the old house. Mm-hmm. And oh, she gets the smaller yeah. picture of Richard and brings it to Nantucket. Yeah. And then we see her truly find herself at the whaling museum yes. where she volunteers this her time best. and teaches people about whaling, which was just so oh awesome gosh, to that see. That was hilarious. Which I just love, like, she's like mortifying those kids. Like, let's be real. She like, doesn't care. She no. likes it. She's like so into it, but so into it to like the extreme where like 
she's explaining what happens during whaling, like, in gruesome details, and those kids are just, like, having looks on their faces, and like, mommy, she, take me home. She may or may not be dating Richard's friend, yes. Jack. Yeah, we, this is the first time we've seen him, maybe? I believe so. I yeah. think so. Well, he was at the, uh, the, the memorial. memorial. I don't believe he was in the original series. Oh, um, no, no, I don't think so. Yeah. If he was, uh, he wasn't a not huge a big deal. part. And so, uh, Another last big moment for Emily and Lorelai. Uh, they talk about what they're going to do with Luke's money. Or actually, Lorelai makes a proposal to Emily. She needs the money to expand the dragonfly. Because Luke has no intentions of franchising. Exactly. So then Emily agrees to give her the money if she spends time in Nantucket. I think it's like one two, week, two, two weeks, weeks over every the summer, summer. And two weeks one every week summer. Around. And one week around Christmas. I love that. That's so, so sweet. It's bringing back, yeah, it's bringing back the full circle. She wants to spend time with them still, like the Friday night dinner I'll arrangement. Pay, well, it all comes down to the money, right? Because how it all started was um, in the first episode of Gilmore Girls season one, Lorelai goes, was it the fr- I think first episode, mm-hmm. Lorelai goes to Emily and Richard's house because she needs money for uh, Rory's tuition. tuition at Chilton. And the whole thing is, we will give you the money if you spend time with us. Mm-hmm. And it's once again that full circle thing. Lorelai comes to Emily and Emily's like, I will give you the money if you spend time with me. And I thought that was really perfect for their uh, completion of their storyline. Right. So, and then Finally. We, we, we wrap it up with the wedding. All right, so the wedding. <laughs> um, are we talking about the wedding or do we want to talk about Christopher? Oh, yeah. Yes, right. So Rory Doi. goes to see Christopher. And if you're watching it through through the first time, you think that Rory's just asking about her book. She's doing next. research about her book for her dad. and exactly. his his. Uh, she's asking him questions about his involvement, his involvement, and, and uh, how, how 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 did he feel about Lorelai raising Rory by herself? And we all are thinking like, oh, she's just doing book research. Exactly. She wants to portray him right and, and not be a total jerk about it. But then after you hear the final four words, when we hear, "Mom, yeah, I'm pregnant," we realize that Rory's really talking to Christopher to find out how their situation was, so she can figure out what she wants to do about the father of her baby. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like seeing Christopher. Like he kind of like sold out in a sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because he's, he's working with his family. But he's where he needs to be. I feel like too. I you agree. know, like Christopher was always that guy who just tried to live his life to do what he wanted to do, but it never worked out. You know, he got the motorcycle and he got this job and he was doing, but like whatever he was doing in his life, like it never worked out. Like he was always meant to work for his family. And like here he is, and he looks good. Doesn't age. Hey, no. I mean, is he not like a good? Yeah, like, he is, also is he age. not a dilf? Can I <laughs> oh, say no. that? Get out of here. What's a what's a what's a dilf? <laughs> oh, stop it. Um, I think it, I think I kind of wish we would have seen a little bit of his daughter Gigi, just like a picture yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. But they they just kind of they, brushed ju- they over were it. just kind of like how is she kind of a thing. Yeah. At know? least they mentioned her, I guess, because they didn't. They barely mentioned Luke's sister. And yeah. Niece. And so everybody. it's very true. And then we have the wedding. Oh my gosh! So the wedding. So, in true Lorelai fashion, they decide to have the wedding at, like, midnight the night before. They were talking about, you know, tomorrow and, oh, I don't want to wait and all of this I feel stuff. like it was a big, like, I don't want to do it in front of a million people. This is our moment kind of thing. But it I also, thought it was perfect. I think yeah. that that's how the wedding should have been all along. I, like, I, I kind of feel like they shouldn't have planned it out. Like, I feel, I was reading some, like, you know, fan comments and things about this, and everybody was like, we got gypped out of seeing the wedding. And it's like, I gotta say, did you expect to see a wedding? Like, let's be real. But it kind of bothered me that, like, a lot of their family and loved ones couldn't be there. Like, only a few people were there. And it was interesting. There was no Jess or April, like, his kid, well, Jess Michelle was there. It was was interesting who was there. Like, they had Michelle, but they didn't have Jess. They had Rory. 
they had one other person, but it's slipping my like mind. Like, his daughter April wasn't Lane. there. Oh, Lane another thing there. that I loved was just, like, how magical it was. Like, because Kirk, Kirk, Kirk was in charge of, and, and the instructions to Kirk was to, like, what, like, not... Not touch anything, and then he made it perfect. And then he overdid it, but like the lights were beautiful. And I think it was. was, it was just it's the perfect. middle of the night. They kind of like the fall. Hats. Over oh there. my gosh! Yeah. The one thing that bothered me was that we see Emily still in Nantucket, and it's the night before her wedding. You'd think she'd be in Stars Hollow. I know, and then you know that's going to cause a huge fallout with Emily. Is it? Oh, I wasn't even invited to your wedding. Because mm-hmm. she she did say that, didn't she? she like, should I even happen. buy the dress? <laughs> but that may have been a thing. You know, she wasn't there because she probably just thought like, oh, you know, maybe it's not going to happen. But I. Just just think that everything wedding-wise happened how Lorelai does her life. I agree. Yeah, impromptu. <laughs> and then we have the final four words. What do you guys think? I feel that this opens it up to a new season. I mean, they could definitely leave it this way, that Rory's pregnant, come full circle. Like so the mom, final four words, once again, are? Mom, yeah, I'm pregnant. So it's not for... <laughs> and I think two people saying that. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like that was like really difficult for a lot of fans because when you were trying to guess the last four words, you were trying to guess the last four words, but it's the last four words between two people. So I feel like that caused you know for for the guessing some right some trickiness. Yeah, but, but I just think I think it does leave it open to them creating another season, tying up any loose ends that they may have left in this, like the letter, like the letter. Yeah, or like. Or, like, Rory's being pregnant. I mean, they could just cut it off here. Like, And once again, the whole idea of Rory being pregnant was supposed to happen right after um, season seven uh, when Amy, you know, talks about her, her plans for Rory. But I was reading another article that said, like, this was even more perfect because, once again, the whole idea of Gilmore Girls is coming for full circle. Rory is actually pregnant at the exact same age that Lorelai was when we met Lorelai. And there's a lot of, like, speculation. Like, everybody's guessing who the father is, right? So, like... I thought it might be the Wookiee, but Haley had a good point about this. So, the Wookiee happened six months before fall, so we would definitely notice if well, that was, he was the father. With a first pregnancy, you might not, but it's, true. it's not like she was getting... It's it. not the Wookiee, though. That's, it's Dean, right? That's what we were saying. <laughs> it's Dean. The first man that she slept with is the father of her child. No, it's not Dean. Everybody. Her first one night. And one speculation that Lauren was saying was, did Rory know that she was pregnant before her last night with Logan? I think that she did. Um, and the reason why I think that she knew she was pregnant was, or maybe she found out that morning of, you know, maybe she like took a test and found out because we see her sitting at the window. And once again, she's totally cutting off Logan now. Um, oh, and that's something that I want to say too, was I love the goodbye between Rory and Logan. I don't think it could have been any more perfect. He puts the hat on her head. He kind of takes his fingers and does like a little like snapshot of her face. And he's like, yeah, just like that, you know? and then he like leaves and, and he always like, calls her ace still that's adorable i just don't like yeah that was that was cute i don't like logan yeah <laughs> jeff you but, need to leave right I now don't like Lo- but uh i, I, I see his I, point i also don't like the way jess ended either you just kind of get like a look out the window and oh he it's looks so back sad at her and, and he it. looks like he still likes rory well they also love her i mean let's be real it's rory you know yeah, she is their son like love there's a lot of, of speculation of was that a longing i still love you yeah. or is it I loved everything we had together in the past. Like, I want to be your best friend kind of thing. Exactly. So we're not really sure what that look meant. Uh, sorry. Did you mean son S-O-N or S-U-N? No, no. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say yeah. beta. 
Murray's their son. Okay. <laughs> She's their male child. So getting... <laughs> Come on, Jeff. There's so many parallels. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but like, okay, so so seriously, getting back to it, um, Rory talks to Christopher, yeah. and she's trying to figure out what she wants to do, right? And if the child is Logan's, Haley, you were saying how she's not really giving Logan a chance. Yeah, it kind of seems like she's un- unfairly paralleling her situation and Lorelai and Christopher's situation. When Lorelai and Christopher had Rory, they were 16, and right now she's 32. Yeah, and it She's feels not like, in high school. Yeah, she's not in high school. Logan can be involved. It kind of seems like she's putting it that she doesn't even want to tell him, and she's not even really wanting to give him a chance to be in her and her baby's life. This would screw up everything for Logan and his his marriage and everything that's going to happen with him. So actually, I just had this thought. I was kind of putting everything together as we're talking about all this. What if, you know, Rory has the baby, takes it to term and just gives it to her mother and to to um, Luke? Because they want a kid. Because they wanted a kid, but it so doesn't that way like Rory can. could like kind of no like follow her dream. I don't. But well, she comes a breeder. I can't. Yeah, she's a breeder. No, I can't really see that happening. I see Rory. I see Rory raising the child herself, but I don't. I don't see her having a man involved no, because it's once her again, Lorelai all the way. They and and once again, Lorelai and Rory are selfish people okay like they're this entire series and and i don't know if selfish is like i don't really see that in a negative context you know during this but it's about them and it's always been about them and i think the idea is that even though like lorelei and luke are now married or whatever like it's still their relationship is not defined by a man no it's It's never been defined by a man there's another silly speculation that i read online that Maybe Rory is pregnant because she did, did decide to go be a breeder and she's oh. carrying Lorelai and Luke's child. Oh, I mean, wow. Very, very small probability that that is the story that they're going with, but I think it would be kind of funny. I don't think, I think Luke would know if he had to give a sample. <laughs> like, ah, he, 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 he was know. pretty off, off that idea. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I just find it so interesting um, that it's just, I think, I think there isn't a second season coming. Actually, I think that it'd be okay to end here because it is kind of full circle, kind of predictable. Because I can see Logan being the father, and then it would be Logan is Christopher. It's different, different ages, but you see how it's circling. Yeah. They left us wanting more for sure. I would absolutely love another. I mean, I would be happy if they just continued with Gilmore Girls until like Lorelai and Rory were like old women, like in the rocking chairs. Oh, it'd be chairs. so funny. They just did Grey Gardens. Seriously, like, Girls. like I love old Gil- ladies. I like Golden <laughs> Girls. <laughs> Golden Gilmore Girls. Yeah, no. And I and I said this at the very beginning, um, in like the first podcast that we were doing, is like there were a lot of bad things about Gilmore about this revival, but I love Gilmore Girls so much that I will look past it and I will keep watching like episodes like the theater one just to get more of it. Like I, I can't get enough of it. Oh, yeah. I can't. It's just such a wonderful show. But if they do stop here and never have another episode, I am fully happy. I agree. I, I, I like not I like guessing because in my mind I want to create my perfect ending. And I feel like a lot of people like that. Like people who are team Jess, maybe they want to speculate that Rory has this baby and then goes and raises it with Jess. People like me who are team Logan, maybe we think like Rory has this baby and she ends up with Logan. Like you can kind of create your own ending and not those knowing. who want to be team dean are just complete anarchists <laughs> that just want the world jerks. to burn <laughs> they're just jerks but okay wrapping up um any closing thoughts any feelings about the show or maybe if you wanted to i, I just really loved emily's storyline and i'm glad that they gave her something with just such depth to it we have been seeing her in the past series just kind of you know 
Richard's yeah, wife. She didn't but grow much in that. We got to series. see her be an independent woman and like have her own really great story arc, which I enjoyed. I love that. Just to piggyback off that, I love that she was like, yeah, the last owners of this lake house called it the clam shack. Apparently, vagina vagina shack wasn't taken. Or <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I just, you know, in all honesty, um, just, you know, as a guy that likes Gilmore Girls, the humor and the speed, and the, you know, I think if you listen to this podcast at 1.5 speed, you'll kind of get the idea of what watching a Gilmore Girls episode <laughs> is like. Uh, and it's it's a great show. Like I said, I can be done with it, though. I think... They told the whole story. I think they came full circle. And uh, I'll just never forget, like, just, like, some of the iconic characters and, like, how they really brought it in, this 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 revival. Um, and, like, I think one of the most poignant ones for me, or not poignant, but, like, a good one for me was, like, Luke was, like, coming into, the, like, the whole surrogacy. He was like, do I have sex with these women? Yeah. Is that what I had to do? <laughs> just the innocence they can have in these in the dynamic He was so uncomfortable was so with it. Awesome. It was yeah. awesome. It was a great show. I think I, I agree that I don't necessarily need more because I can just keep rewatching the first seasons and this new revival over and over and over again and be content. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that they did the best that they could with this. Um, you know, they were trying, I feel like they were trying to keep things as the same as they could. Like, these are the characters that we know and love. So we're familiar with them while being like, but it's 10 years in the future. So things have changed a little bit. Um, I love the people of Stars Hollow, how they're like the exact, like, it's like time is frozen there. You know what I mean? Like, they're still the oh, same yeah. people that we know and love. Um, I, and I know this will probably be not a popular opinion, but I love that Rory's lost. I love that she is trying to find herself, even though she's 32, because it just brings that, like, realness to her as a, as a character. All right, what I loved about this is that all of the people, uh, they're kind of the same as when they were back then, but they all do grow and progress throughout the series, like mostly Emily, as everyone keeps mentioning. Um, I also love all of their pop culture references, like they used to make them in the series, and they're making them now, and I think I don't think the actors even knew some of these like references, but that always made me laugh, especially with how fast they would talk and how quick-witted they were. Um, I think that's pretty much to wrap it up. Oh, also, I do not like loose ends, so I would like to see another series, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad. I think they did this for the fans a lot and probably for the actors having a lot of fun with it. But that being said, where can we find everyone on social media? Uh, well, you can find me at uh, Jeff D underscore beta. Uh, because I customized my uh, face or new Twitter handle for the Geekiverse. Uh, so I am the Geekiverse's beta. Uh, that's where you can find me on Twitter. Also, a quick shout out uh, to Emily Zielinski, who couldn't be with us tonight, unfortunately. She wrote a phenomenal review of the whole revival. Yes. Uh, so take a look at that. And at she, gave, she gave it a score of 8 out of 10. Um, I think that's pretty appropriate. Yeah, it we, fits. There were a couple little, like, not plot holes, but like a little thing. Little things Summer really brought it down. Yeah. Agreed. If they filled in summer with some more stuff, they would have they would have easily moved that up to a nine. But it was a, it was a solid review. Take a look at that. Uh, it's a great companion piece to the talk we had here. You can find it on thegeekiverse.com. Uh, and if you're looking for Haley, just uh, let me know, and I will let her know through Twitter. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get no, please, no, no, no. <laughs> and you can just Google a little Miss Funeral, and I'll come up. So. Which is a great blog, by the way. I was actually just rereading it. I think it's phenomenal. Thanks. Your right, SEO is great because this is a type of little Miss Funeral. <laughs> you're right there. <laughs> Uh, I am at Jamie Lynn Leroy on Twitter. Uh, also, you can find the Geekiverse on various social media platforms. We are 
at the underscore Geekiverse on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. Mitomo. Mitomo. All of the basic, uh, you know, the food groups of right. social media. Uh, and check us out on thegeekiverse.com. Thanks for listening. All right, welcome back. We are talking about Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life, and we're going <laughs> to start this over is what we're going to do. <laughs>